You're listening to Wander and Roam. After leaving the mining metropolis of Blast Town, the gang travels several days down the road. During a particularly long stretch of nothing, they see in the distance an immense structure made of wood and cement. Upon reaching the building, they gaze up the grease-covered walls to see a tall sign in worn blue letters that reads, Gary P. Goose's Roadside Meat Pie Emporium. Look up at that sign. That is a big, beautiful boy. I accidentally touched the wall, and now my paw is covered in something. Gary P. Goose's Roadside Meat Pie Emporium? Roadside Meat Pie Emporium. The sign does say welcome, but I almost don't want to go in. Well, yeah, I mean, there's no E on the end. (laughs) It's kind of faded, you know. They ran out of room. (laughs) Yeah, that's what you get for handwriting your signs. Well, I guess we should go inside and see what they have. I'm starving. The gang walks in to Gary P. Goose's Roadside Meat Pie Emporium, and as they press against the handles, their hands come away covered in a thick grease. They are greeted by the sounds of dinging bells, screaming children, and tinny music coming from the back of the emporium. This is a sensory nightmare. Look at my hands. It's like that guy Dennis. Here, go ahead and take one of these. A small squirrel reaches up and hands each of our friends a wet nap. You can go ahead and wash your hands off with this. Do you think that uh, you guys would save more money by, I don't know, washing the outside of your building instead of uh, paying for all of these uh, nappies? nappies? Yeah, no, we, we tried that. It doesn't work. The building has absorbed much of the grease itself into the structure Believe me, this is the safest way to do things. Were these naps wet when you got them? (laughs) Uh, yes. Oh, pre-wetted naps. They're (laughs) pre-greased. Pre-greased to degrease. Ah, wonderful. (laughs) As the gang enters deeper into the building, on the left, they see a mess of what look like carnival games, but they have bright flashing lights, and they're a little bit different than any game that the gang has seen before. Looking on the right, there are several tables leading to what looks like a stage with a beautiful red curtain that, written on it, says, Next show in five minutes. The tables are filled with children around worn-out and exhausted-looking parents. One set of parents has their heads face down on the table, and they are clearly sleeping. Guys, there's something very disgusting about this place, but also I'm mightily compelled to go touch everything. Yeah, I think that this sort of uh, place has been scientifically engineered to trigger every part of your brain, Raindrop. I want to touch it all. I want to play all the games. Did you see all those lights? Some ways away from the stage, Raindrop can see a monumental tower of plastic tunnels and braided ropes, and beneath it all, a large pit full of plastic, brightly colored balls. Guys, I think I found my Everest. (laughs) Raindrop, no. You know what percentage of those pits is built out of hypodermic needles? But I want to go swim in the plastic. As long as you you take a look first, make sure there aren't any needles or used band-aids uh, i'm pretty sure you're fine hey hamish why don't you come with me let's go take a look at this uh it looks like a buffet uh yeah it does <laughs> yes let's do what we can to keep hamish away from those infantilized games of gambling and chance wait there's gambling oh no oh. hamish come gamble with me 
Oh. Take my hand. Hamish looks down at his paw and notices conspicuously it does not say the word don't. He hasn't re-upped in ages. <laughs> <laughs> Squeakers, whose tummy has just rumbled, decides to walk over to what looks like just miles and miles of trays, all of which are adorned with the same looking pie, but above each, there's a little tag that describes what flavor of pie each one contains. And he looks up and he says, how many kinds of meat are there? There's like hundreds of these. Hey guys, come over here first. Let's get something to eat before we all run around and gallivant. Come on. But the game. Is that a veal meat pie? This one is a, a pineapple meat pie. I got barbecue chicken over here. I don't even know what pumper butter is, but it sounds intriguing. Bearded dragon iron maiden devil's lettuce pepper pie. The bearded dragon iron maiden devil's lettuce pepper pie? Bearded dragon iron maiden devil's lettuce pepper. The bearded dragon iron maiden devil's lettuce pepper pie. Oh, the very same. This one just says pie, but it's got a question mark next to it. Oh, I don't like the look of that. I've got praying mantis. You know, I've heard of an everything bagel, but this is an everything pie, and I'm more concerned about that. Right next to the praying mantis is the heathen mantis. (laughs) Well, life's too short to not eat dessert first, so I'm going to have whatever this dessert meat pie is. And Squeaker's takes one of the really small spatulas and sticks it inside the pie tin and pulls out a meat pie that clearly has chunks of meat on it, but also has sprinkles on the inside. And he slaps it on a plate with a Oh, I wasn't expecting it to get got jimmies on it. I, that kind of makes me feel weird. <laughs> well, I personally am going to go with the, I surely believe this is not pie. <laughs> Ooh, I think I'm going to go with the mini pie stuffed inside a big pie. The pieception. The pieception. Oh, yeah, the meat pie, meat pie, meat pie. <laughs> Parentheses <I> pie. <laughs> Is that different than the meat, meat, pie, pie? I think so. That was made from meat, meat. At the very end of the bar, Aldrin cuts himself a piece of pie that says, the small and forgotten pie. Finding a table near the front towards the stage, the gang begins digging into their pies. And as they take bite after bite, although the pies taste cheap, they still fill them up. Mm. I can't say there's a taste, but it's sitting heavy. Kind of tastes like cardboard. Hamish, can I have a bite of yours? I mean, you can, but I think that you may have some difficulty with the cognitive aspect of it. I, I, I can't. I can't swallow it. It's so dry. But you do think it's pie, right? I I think that... I believe that it's pie, but I'm not quite sure that fundamentally it's pie. Oh, my soul is torn. You know, it's still better than the burgers we eat at that other place, so... Welp, now that we've all eaten, it's time to go. And as Aldern gets up to leave, all of a sudden, the lights dim and the curtain opens to a big drum roll. Guys, this is a show. And the announcer begins speaking. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, welcome to Gary P. Goose's Roadside Meat Pie Emporium. 
all of the children that were playing at the arcade freeze as this announcement comes on and rush back to the tables in a clamor. Oh gosh, oh, there's so many of them. Where did they all come I from? I should be the only one. What is this? They slam their fists on the tables, chanting, Gary, 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 Gary! Come out, you coward! A second red velvet curtain lifts high into the air, revealing a set of four automatons, each clutching an instrument. What What are those things? Oh, those are so cool. Yeah. Hello, boys and girls. Are you ready to rock? Are you ready to dream? Are we ready to have fun? The kids scream. looks on the automatons there's one that looks like a badger another one that looks like a crow but none of them look like a goose where is gary p goose gary goose is a metaphor oh. suddenly the stage opens up in the middle and out rises the long neck of a goose automaton whose feathers you could tell used to be white but are now browned with age and grease Oh, there he is! There's the goose! Humana, humana, humana. <laughs> the children scream and cheer like the crowd at a Roman Coliseum. Ah! Ah! Kill me, Gary Goose! <laughs> Not today, boy! <laughs> <laughs> this is very exciting, and I don't know why, but I feel like this is good. Good. We should spend all day here, guys. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm so ready. I'm so excited. I don't know about this part of the establishment. Raindrop, let's go over there. I think I see... The games? Well, yes, the games. You see, I think I see a situation that requires our intervention. And Hamish points over to the arcade section, sees three small kittens playing slot machines. And all three of the kittens' slot machines come up skull, skull, skull. And two enormous security guards wearing sunglasses walk up behind them and grab them by the arms. Oh, this is kind of a big deal, isn't it? Oh, I'm gonna wait here until this meat pie is settled. Yeah, you just you just take a nap. Um, I think oh. we'll just explore the area and. You there? Unhand those kittens. Um, the boss says that we have to take, uh, the kittens away because they got all the skulls. Yeah, no, the, the kittens, they're, uh, you guys are winning a bit too frequently. And they're 35 years old. You gotta go. <laughs> Please, mister, we just want to play the slot machines. There's nothing wrong with us playing the slot We're machines. We're just getting lucky. It's not my fault I'm so good. Repeatedly. Over and over again. Sorry. We don't know how to fix no machines. We ain't read no books fixing slot machines. We ain't for got kittens. no book learning. Nope, no nope. book. Just flat brains. <laughs> Worry not, I will pay their debts. 
Yahimashom. Praise be. Wait, did you say you won? Yeah, yeah. We, won, we won a lot. Repeatedly. Yeah, that's what the schools are. It's yeah, like... no, uh, really, they should only be winning, maybe, maybe. This machine is clearly set to 35 to 1. It's very rigged, and uh, the boss is not happy with these winnings. Could you guys pay my debts? <laughs> well, I guess if they're taking us to arcade prison, I yeah. guess you can have his ticket. Yeah, our cash kind of is not the, we're not quite liquid right now, but uh, we do have these. Well, thank you, son. The kitten's... Hand Hamish stacks of tickets. <gasps> Hamish, you're loaded. These could help to maybe cover my past obligations for the care of my mother, or buy me a sticky hand. <gasps> or maybe one of those gumdrops. I can only dream. On the very top of the prize counter, far out of reach of any children, is a long, silver, shining sword. We gotta get the sword. Hamish looks down at his paw, and the outline where it used to say don't, but the sun has faded around the letters. <laughs> and he says, God's help me. I gotta go back to the old me. Yes. You know, uh, it's really not that dangerous. It's, it's a replica from the Ring of the Lords. <gasps> Hamish, it's the Ring of the Lords sword. We gotta, the sword, the rings, the horns. We gotta get it. You don't gotta tell me twice, says Hamish, who is already at the machine. Yes! <laughs> now don't wander off. Wander in Rome will be right back. Hi friends, Addison here. As of December 2023, Wander in Rome is nearing the end of Season 2. It's been a delight to share these stories with you. Thank you so much for the support. We love watching our passion project grow. Be sure to check out our other shows, including our new tabletop RPG podcast, launching early next year. The Wander in Rome Slasher Special is a gory, sweary, violent mess and is available for free at patreon.com slash winterhawkpodcasting. The final episode of Season 2 will release January 10th, and Wander in Rome Season 3 will return on March 6th. Please continue to share these delightful shows with your friends and family, and we'll see you in March. people to know Danny. You're Danny. Who am I? Summer. I'm Summer. We are bisexually lit. This is a podcast about movies and life and everything in between. Two best friends who are loud and queer and love to talk about movies on and off mic and we'd like to take you along for the ride. Why did we name our podcast <laughs> Bisexually Lit? Well, like, you know, A, we're bisexual. Extremely. B, we're, we're getting lit. We're giving literary and thematic readings to the movies we love. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We drop a new episode every other Monday, bi-weekly, if you will. Oh, I will. Have you ever seen something you couldn't explain? Have you ever felt like something was watching you, even when you were alone? Have your dreams ever started bleeding into the reality around you? Starting March 8th, 
Join us bi-weekly as we travel around the contiguous United States sharing strange stories and discovering mysteries hidden within the vastness of America. Listen to Lower 48 on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Aldern and Squeakers, while waiting for the pies to settle, feel a drop in their stomachs. Hey, Hamish, uh, do you know where the bathroom is? My name is Aldern. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I'm concerned for your mind, Squeakers. Yeah, that meat pie's making me dizzy. Oh, boy. I could have sworn that stupid hat Hamish always wears was on top of your head. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Aldern and Squeakers look around for the bathroom. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything. There's not, nothing clearly marked. I wonder... Someone around here has to know. Aldern and Squeakers look around the tables, but all of the parents are occupied with hordes of children, except for the two that are sitting alone at a table. Oh, I guess we could just go ask them, right? We could go ask them. Hey, uh, excuse me, uh, ma'am? <laughs> what? Oh, uh, yeah, hey, uh, sorry, sorry to wake you up there. Uh, I'm just curious, do you know where the bathroom is? Oh, the bathroom. He wants to know where the bathroom is. He wants to know about the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. Squeakers turns to Aldern and raises a paw and just sort of whispers to him, If these people ask us some kind of asinine riddle or do some kind of shenanigan instead of pointing the way to the bathroom... I'm going to have a conniption. Um, he says if you ask him any kind of asinine riddles, he's going to have a conniption. Oh, well, lucky for him. We don't have any asinine riddles. <laughs> Only the good ones. Only the best. Uh-huh. Oh, goody. Oh, no. What is your best riddle? It's my nightmare. What goes on four legs in the morning? Two legs in the afternoon and three legs in the evening. What a riddle! What a riddle! I don't have time for this, and Squeakers turns and runs. (laughs) A cat that loses two legs then gains another! You got it! Wow! (laughs) You have won my secret knowledge. What is your secret knowledge? The bathroom is down that hallway. It's right there, follow the lights. Thank and you. then when you get to the end of the hallway, having followed the lights, you pass through the labyrinth. Ooh. The labyrinth. And then you follow the labyrinth lights, and there you are. There's the oh. toilet. Okay. <laughs> it's um, a very short labyrinth. Squeakers, we're going into a labyrinth. Squeakers, having already run away from the situation, goes through a set of double doors that, when they close... They read, employees only. The game's whir, ding, and buzz as Hamish and Raindrop play their way through dozens of arcade games. I've won so many tickets from Skee-Ball. I think we can keep going. I think we can hit the jackpot. Raindrop, I think I can see through these machines to the code behind them. What are they saying? They're calling my name. They're saying, Hamish. Hamish, my boy. Is that your name, Hamish? The boss wants to talk to you. The boss wants to talk to both of you. 
it's what? like it's like the machines are talking to me again. Well, my nickname is the machine. Yeah, and they call me Florence. <laughs> and the two thugs grab hold of Hamish and drag him through a pair of double doors that read employees only. Behind the doors, sitting on a throne, is Tommy the pirate, having turned over a new leaf as a children's entertainment magnate. All right, you galoots, drop him and gag him. Toot toot, toot toot. <laughs> well, 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 isn't it funny seeing you here again? Big, big dummy. <laughs> you good one, boss. Yeah, boss, that was good. I see you've come and looked over my empire, the realm in which I am king. But you, you have seen me in my past lives, and so you cannot be allowed to talk. Choo-choo. We got this guy, and uh, but uh, he had another guy with him, too. Yeah, boss, we, there were two guys, but we brought you this one. Two? Yeah, yeah, but he's the bigger of the two. Yeah, so we thought that would be the more important the one. The more important guy, yeah. You're telling me that you left a dangerous figure from my past? Well, she didn't look that dangerous. I mean, I didn't real think small that little duckling. I didn't know that they were from your past, boss. The duckling? Well, she's got Moxie. And besides, if she got away from us, the pit gnomes will get her. Dun, yeah, dun, the dun. pit gnomes. Oh, was that was that dramatic yeah, enough no, for yeah, you? Yeah, no. Let's do the pit gnomes and then you oh, do okay. the bump, that bump, I do bump. that I do yeah, my part. So, okay. Ready? One, two, three. The dun, pit dun, gnomes. Oh, sorry. One more time. Shut up, you two galoots, or you both get four years in pie dungeon. <laughs> Meanwhile, raindrop is running through the machines. Okay, okay. Raindrop grabs the ball of tickets and shoves them into her bag before looking for a hiding place within this arcade. And as the lights are flashing and dinging as she's digging through crowds of people, there opens the ball pit. A sea of brightly colored plastic balls. I think I have my escape. Okay, okay, I'm just gonna run for it. Sorry, Hamish, you're on your own. And she will take a running start and swan dive. Duckling dive into the sea. The ball pit open as if to welcome her and then close behind her. Like the parting of the Red Sea. And the blue sea and the green sea and the purple sea? <laughs> Raindrop swims down, kicking her little feet as hard as she can. And she seems to go deeper and deeper. I didn't think the ball pit was this big. And deeper. Let's just keep going. Eventually, she breaks through and falls. The roof above her Wah! is made of some kind of netting that holds the balls at bay. But beneath, she lands on a concrete floor and looks about to see a tiny little city made of plastic balls. Well, this is kind of cool. What happened to Trevor? <laughs> Welcome, traveler. Welcome, traveler. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the city of the gnomes. We live in the ball pit. I can see that you guys have made your own home here. That is just crazy crafty. We didn't make this home. It's always been here. We found the home. And the home has a G in front of it. Ah. Your home. <laughs> all right, all right. 
What have we here? Oh, it's our leader. It is I, Henry. Oh, nice to meet you, Henry. I'm Granger. Sorry, Raindrop. Um, I was just there's some really interesting thugs up there, and I just um had to get away so they didn't rob me of all my tickets. And my boys, where did this being come from? She came from, from above, sky. boss. From above. As spoken in the prophecy. The prophecy. The prophecy. Ooh, what prophecy? What's that about? The prophecy dictates that one day a beautiful flying being from the heavens will descend and condescend to free us from our captives. And give us all our tickets. Well, was that like free and give tickets or was like an either or? It's in the prophecy. It's both. You've got to give us tickets. Oh. Uh, You said that you have a bunch. I just have two. (laughs) Two tickets? That's more tickets than we ever had. Yeah, um, so I'm all about leaving, uh, leading a rebellion. That is exciting to me. So who am I taking down? What are- they have us enslaved here, making millions and millions of meat pies. Well, we just want to get out of here, because we can't stand the smell. Oh no, they're here now. <laughs> From off in the distance, an enormous mechanical Gary Goose stomps, leaving a trail of destruction in its wake. Fly, my beloveds. I will go handle this. <laughs> Raindrop picks up the two gnomes and runs in a circle, panicking before just hucking them up at the netting of the ball pit. <laughs> Remember me! And the robotic Gary Goose stomps an enormous foot on top of Gehenry. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't get out. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. <laughs> Raindrop and the gnomes swim upwards through a sea of plastic balls. In the back employees only room, Squeakers walks into a strange meeting between what looks like a pirate and Hamish. Oh, hey, Hamish, did you find the bathroom? Hamish shakes his head no. Oh, uh, excuse me, Mr. Pirate. You, Mouse. Uh, Me? I have seen you. When? Once on my pirate train, toot toot. Doesn't ring a bell. And second, in the passage into the Whispering Valley. Eh, I'm not sure about that. Sure you didn't confuse me with someone else? I have never confused anything. I'm the best at remembering. Okay, you're the best at remembering, then, uh... Shut up. Can you tell me, uh... I don't know, what day it is? Tuesday. (laughs) Okay, second question, where's the bathroom? Through the labyrinth. Thank you. And Squeakers turns and walks out. Hey, Galoots. Yeah, hey, boss. yeah boss. Go get that mouse. What mouse? Yo, which <laughs> mouse? There's like 30 mouses out there. The one with the dumb hat and the nerdy boots. Is it mice? All right, yeah, you got that. The one with the dumb hat and the nerdy boots. Hold on, I'm still hung up on this mouse mice thing. <laughs> Leave me alone with this woodchuck. I need to talk to him man to man. As the galoots turn to walk out the door to search for the mouse with the dumb hat and the nerdy boots, the one turns to the other and says, Hey, do you think, uh, do you think that this kid uh, is going to stay in power for very long? I don't know. There's been a lot of turnover in that position recently. Yeah. (laughs) Aldern walks out of the labyrinth, wiping his hand on a paper towel 
Uh, Squeakers. Oh, Aldern, thank goodness. I've been looking for uh, the bathroom. The restroom's back this way. Well, why didn't you just tell me that? I tried to tell you. And Squeakers pushes past Aldern and walks down the labyrinthian hall. A minotaur roars in the distance. <laughs> I'm gonna ignore that. In the back room, Florence and the machine walk in with two dozen mice in nerdy boots and stupid hats. Yeah, boss, uh, we tried to be discerning about who we grabbed. Uh, most of these, I think, are uh, uh, underage. Yeah, and I think that one's actually uh, more of a marmot than a mouse, but, uh, you know, just to be safe, given our recent screw-up, we wanted to grab them all. You know, show you we can do things right. Yeah, we right. can do a lot of things right, boss. All right, <laughs> sift through them. Hey, are you, uh, are you, do you know this man? No. Okay, okay. How about you? Do you know this man? No. Hey, what about you? Do you know this man? Yeah, uh, uh, you know, I think we uh, no, no, I don't know that man. Oh, boss, we're having a bit of an issue. I don't think any of them know you. Two other galoots march in through the swinging double doors and grab the shifty-eyed child out of the arms of Florence and the machine. Hey, we're gonna take this for you, boss. Yeah, um, we'll take care of this one. Come along, you're going to pie jail. We're gonna send you down the river. <laughs> the two new galoots carry the child over to the far side of the room, where a river flows. <laughs> the original two galoots look at each other, and the machine says to Florence, I don't think we can do anything right for the boss. Yeah, no, I, I think we, we did the best we could this time. We got them all. Oh, uh, you know what? I, I that's, that's why I like working with you. You're an inspiration. You're always looking on the bright side. Thank you. You see that, boss? An inspiration. As the glutes go about their business, off in an unseen corner, Hamish lies bound on the floor looking up at a tiny raccoon wearing an enormous Napoleon captain hat. The raccoon steeples his fingers and says... If you're a praying man, or a heathen man, now is the time to make peace with your God, or your conspicuous absence. But as for me, I believe in one thing. I believe in trains, and I believe in, I believe in two things. I believe in trains, and in pirates, and I believe in three things. I believe in trains, and in pirates, and in Tommy. And Tommy's gonna do what's right for Tommy. Tommy can't let you go. Tommy's gotta... And Tommy draws an enormous scimitar from his belt, hoists it up into the air, and he says, Any final words, groundhog? And Hamish looks up, his eyes large, and he wriggles his left hand free and holds up the inside of it to Tommy's face and showing him the sun-bleached word, don't. Tommy freezes, his pupils dilate, as in his mind he flies back to his childhood four months ago. <laughs> <laughs> He's bashing two trains together with the doll of a pirate. He makes a noise with his mouth. R, R. Choo, choo, R, choo. <laughs> a larger raccoon, dressed in an outfit not unlike that of an Austrian governess, steps over and wags her finger, says, 
Don't, Tommy. Don't. Don't. Tommy flies back to the present. He narrows his eyes. He looks to his scimitar, then back to Hamish, then back to the scimitar. Don't, he says, as he drops the sword, which clamors to the floor. He pulls a pocket knife, walks over, and cuts the ropes, binding Hamish's paws together. He runs a tiny finger down the side of Hamish's face. He says, Today, you shall don't for both of us. Go! Go! Toot-toot! Raindrop bursts in. Hamish! Holding two gnomes, being followed by an army of gnomes. Viva la freedom! For the hundred! An army of gnomes begin charging towards Tommy, completely unaware that he has reached self-actualization. And they rush over hill and over dell, and they begin swarming Tommy, pulling his hair and poking him with their sharp fingers and screaming things about meat pies. As Tommy is gradually subsumed, he reaches a paw up above the waves of gnomes, and he screams, From hell's heart I stab at thee, for hate's sake I spit my last breath at thee, toot-toot. <laughs> Aldern and Squeakers burst in from the side room. Oh, Hamish, Raindrop, perhaps we should go. Yeah, it kind of looks like there's sort of a thing going on here that we don't need to be a part of. No, we got to ride this train till it dies, so... uh... No, we're on our way out, and Squeakers grabs Raindrop's arm and begins dragging her, passing the prize counter. No, the gnomes were going to help me steal the sword. The gnomes (laughs) cease their assault on Tommy the pirate and turn to face Squeakers, who has grabbed the leader of their rebellion. Oh, gentlemen, 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 this is a misunderstanding. We just need to run! Forward! A wave of mechanical geese stomps towards the back room, their laser arms charging. Bursting through the front door, the gang runs towards Cracker Jack and watches as Gary P. Goose's Meat Pie Emporium begins imploding from the inside out. Run free, my little gnomes, run free! As tumbleweeds and trees and bits of old signs and road fly into the swirling mass that used to be Gary P. Goose's Roadside Meat Pie Emporium, 100 bees approach our fleeing protagonists, and one in particular flies to Hamish and says, We went on a huge adventure! Next week on Wander and Rome. Turning away from the unfortunate explosion of Gary P. Goose's roadside meat pie emporium, the gang continues down the road. When the sun begins to dip below the horizon, they set up a camp for the night. Discovering a half-eaten bag of candy, Raindrop, the duckling, scarfs it down in secret before rolling over to go to sleep. Welcome to Raindrop's sugar-overloaded dreamscape. Music for Wander and Rome is written and performed by Gary Argyle. Wander and Rome is produced by Winterhawk Podcasts and Gary Argyle. 
For more great shows, visit winterhawkpodcasting.com.